Steph Shaw starts the outboard motor of the small, flat-bottomed boat, and we take off towards the middle of Catherine Lake in Hazelhurst. Dropping an anchor, Shaw uses a piece of simple equipment called a secchi disc to measure water clarity. About 13 feet. And that's pretty good? That's, yeah, that's very okay. good. That's okay. very, very nice and clear. Catherine, looking great. Other tools measure <laughs> water temperature and oxygen levels. See if I can get her down to the bottom of this. More sophisticated sonar equipment provides a view of the vegetation cover underwater. So this is just basic Lorance unit. It's kind of what we use. We have a couple of these. And essentially all we're doing is um, driving around and recording the sonar data on an SD card. This work is being done by Shaw, a DNR fisheries researcher, and her team of technicians on about 30 lakes across northern Wisconsin. Okay. So for example, this is just from Escanaba Lake where we It's did the in pursuit of an answer to a mystery, the mystery of disappearing walleye. So we're seeing lakes that um, were stable in the past, had good natural recruitment, and they still do. They're doing great and have really productive walleye populations. And we're also seeing populations that historically were stable. They were in good shape. And just maybe in recent decades, have we've seen more declines. They've become less stable. Um, and, and there's a lot of mystery there. Exactly. There's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of potential issues. Um, Researchers have a few clues. They believe larger lakes with more complex shoreline shapes suit walleye better. And walleye prefer cooler weather and cooler water. But those things are out of anyone's control. You know, as managers, we can't actually manage that, right? We can't manipulate that, essentially. And so if we're looking for tools um, to be able to use to sort of help promote or rehabilitate or support Walleye populations, um, you know, we need a we need something that we can actually, yeah, use or manipulate. You know, we need tools. In-depth lake surveys like this one track things like downed trees in the water for habitat, human development along the shore, and lake bottom hardness. Things humans can change. What works to keep walleye reproducing? Few are investigating those questions with the detail Shaw is. Yeah, this is probably, you know, one of the bigger projects for that kind of information in the state. The end results, likely out in a few years, will offer hints that could revive stagnant walleye populations in some lakes. But which lakes are the best candidates for trying to save? After all, researchers from a different study are confident climate change will severely hurt walleye. Walleye fishing, at least in the um, northern part of, of Wisconsin, is probably not going to be um, as widespread as it is now. Craig Pockert is a researcher with the U.S. Geological Survey and the University of Missouri. He's leading a team looking ahead to the years 2050 and 2100. Colin Dasso is a postdoctoral member of the team who uses lake data and statistical modeling to predict how climate change will affect individual lakes. Looking across the landscape to figure out which lakes uh, will have walleye in the future and which ones won't. That is really useful for managers as they're trying to think about, I have you know, a limited amount of resources I can put into maintaining walleye 
which lakes are, am I going to get the most bang for my buck? Once the number crunching is complete, managers will be able to see the likelihood of a given lake supporting walleye 30 years from now and 80 years from now. Lakes that are predicted to be kind of resilient to the warming climate are lakes that are often in chains or part of a river or a flowage because um, they constantly then have kind of that cool water uh, continuing to come into them. Both studies delve into the uncertain. Pockert and Dasso's team seeks to predict the future. Steph Shaw's work looks to figure out the mystery of disappearing walleye. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. Uh, set that sucker up. They also share this in common. The answers to the future of Northwood's walleye are unlikely to come from one magic bullet. As Shaw puts it, there's probably not one big gorilla in the room, one simple fix to the walleye woes. It would be wonderful if it was one gorilla that we could shuffle out of the room quick and, you know, get our walleye populations back on track. But uh, ecosystems are complicated and everything influences everything else. For WXPR's The Stream, I'm Ben Meyer in Hazelhurst.